I have the great joy this morning of uh, introducing to you one of our, I don't know, she's been here for, feels like forever. Yeah, it feels like, she's only young, but she's been here forever. Um, and um, But Jess Traves, Jessica Traves is going to come and share with us this morning. Come on up, Jess. Why don't you welcome Jess? Many of you have, um, along with Nicole and I and others, had the great joy of watching Jess grow and um, go through school and um, into university life and watching her trip all over the world. This young woman is an amazing sense of courage and adventure on her life and um, it gives us great joy to be a part of that both as, um, well, friends, yeah, yeah, friends, and, um, and, and kingdom family, you know, we get to pray and encourage and watch young people grow up in the Lord and it gives us great delight to watch that. And so um, this morning, Jess is going to share with us, for those of you who may not know Jess, she'll be graduating at the end of this year, yep, from her degree as in medicine, and so we'll take on a role Probably, doc, she'll be Dr. Jess, that's right, at the end of this year. Go figure that, you know. This amazing woman here is a doctor. Well, you pretty much are. We consult you anyway with every bump and bruise we get. <laughs> We're like, Jess, what, what do we do here? But anyway, um, hey, let's pray for Jess this morning as she shares with us what's on God's heart. Lord, thank you for Jess. Thank you for the story of your love in her life. And we pray in our Holy Spirit as she shares with us um, her conversation with you this week, Lord, that she's had. We pray that it would touch all of our lives as much as it's flowing out of her life and you'd shape us all, Lord, with your love and your power and your purposes. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. So hello, everyone. There's a real, like, empty space in the middle, so I feel like I'm talking. Everyone's, like, on the side. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just pretend there's people. It's lovely to be up here talking again. It's been a little while, but I'm always very thankful to be given the microphone on a Sunday. It feels like a big deal. Um, for those who don't know me, although Kirk did just introduce me, my name is Jess, and I think I first walked into this building probably, I was trying to work it out maybe about 16 years ago, I think, um, and I've probably been calling Vineyard my church home for like 10 years, I reckon which is wild. And in that time, I spent about five years youth leading with Caitlin and Jake. So it's good that one of us was prioritizing the youth and not the relationships. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> and I've been welcomed back into this glorious shed every time that I've come back from overseas or spent times in different parts of Queensland. So it definitely feels like home to me. Anyway, all of that to say thank you, Kirk and Nick, for asking me to speak this morning. And thank you for all of you for turning up and choosing to listen. And if you didn't know who you were coming to listen to, then I hope God has something in store for you. But you should read the newsletter because then you would know. <laughs> and what did the newsletter say I was talking about this morning? A rather small, insignificant topic, thank you, Kirk, of a whole life on mission with Jesus. Now, I'm not convinced that my 25 years really counts as a whole life on Mission with Jesus just yet, but I'm going to draw from a few people's stories that so hopefully at the end of today we do have a cumulative whole life with Jesus story to tell. 
Now, for a bit of background as to why I guess I'm talking about this, I'm sure many of you are aware that there is a beautiful regional town on the other side of the Lockyer Valley called Toowoomba. Some of you may have visited or driven through. It's very nice. There are wonderful parts about this regional city, including a real winter, <laughs> Queen's Park, it's very nice, Baker's Duck, myself and my sister, who many of you know as well, and a wonderful family of three, the Gresham Brits, who have been living in Toowoomba for about a year planting a vineyard church. I'll get back to this in a little bit. So I moved to Toowoomba at the beginning of this year for my final year of medical school, a decision which was suddenly influenced by the news of Chris and Jen moving up to plant a vineyard church. And of course, there were other influences, including good coffee, proximity to Brisbane and the cold. I really like winter. But I did really feel that Toowoomba was somewhere where God was calling me to be for the next season of my life. And spoilers, I'll be there for at least the next 18 months. You've all got plenty of time to come and visit. So back to the Toowoomba Vineyard Church. I know that many of you have been praying for the Toowoomba Vineyard for the last year or so. So Kirk thought it would be really nice for everyone to receive a little bit of an update about what has been going on and what's it been like, basically, up on the range. I was having coffee last Friday with Chris and Jen, and we were talking about website and internet things and, you know, how we can make sure that Toowoomba Vineyard is found when people look it up. Things that Chris knows a lot about and I know nothing about. But I was Googling the church and I accidentally misspelt and wrote Toowoomba Vibe Yard into the search bar. And I just want to say this before it takes off. I think Toowoomba Vineyard is 100% a vibe yard. It's very cool. <laughs> and I'm about to tell you why. So Matthew 11 verse 26 reads, Come to me, all those who are weary and heavily burdened, and I will give you rest. I think if I had to choose a single verse to summarize the heart of Toowoomba Vineyard, the vibe yard, it would be this. Come to me, all those who are weary and heavily burdened, and I will give you rest. After spending the last six months or so getting to know Chris and Jen Moore, and worshipping in their lounge room over pizza dinners, and now in our second building, we're growing fast. I believe this verse truly captures the vision and the heart that the Lord has placed on Chris and Jen and our small but mighty congregation for Toowoomba Vineyard. Firstly, I believe the Lord is calling the community of Toowoomba into a period of rest. When Chris and Jen first arrived in Toowoomba, they set aside a number of months to really get to know the community and the region. Toowoomba has no shortage of churches, so how do you justify planting a new church in a place that is somewhat saturated, some would say? So you find a gap, and that's what these guys did really well. And it's really cool because, you know, finding a gap is something that people in medical fields and science talk about all the time. You know, you've got to find the gap in the literature the gap in the research, what still needs to be filled so that we can understand things more. And I feel like this is exactly what Chris and Jen did. They thought, what could enhance the experience of people's experience with God in Toowoomba? Where's the gap? So they spent some time getting to know the community and the churches. You know, they went to church, different parts, got to know the pastors that were around to find the gap that God was highlighting to them when he called them to pack up in Sydney and move to Toowoomba. And they prayerfully discovered it. It seemed like, as a community, Toowoomba has been welcomed into a busy post-COVID world where calendars fill up super quickly 
and everything is demanding our attention. The region of Toowoomba was after a church that doesn't demand three, four nights a week of people's time, instead a church that invites you to breathe, come and rest in the grace of the Father. Come to me, all those who are weary and heavily burdened, and I'll give you rest. Secondly, I think the Lord is calling the individual people of Toowoomba into a season of rest. Of course, this sort of goes hand in hand with what I just said. However, I think the logo for Toowoomba Vineyard really summarizes the heart of Jesus for the individual people as well. And if I was really prepared this week, I would have had a nice PowerPoint with the logo on it, but I didn't. But it's basically like a squiggle. If you, and I'm sure some of you uh, have seen it, but it is literally a squiggle. And I, ha- I think I asked Caitlin like really early on, I was like, what is it about? And she was like, I don't even know. <laughs> but I know now. And so does Caitlin. But um, the logo is a simple squiggle to represent that sometimes church is messy and often people are messy. But both are welcome at Toowoomba Vineyard. The Lord has prepared the table for all I think he's inviting people to come with their burdens and their weariness, with personal struggle, church struggles, all of the baggage that comes with being humans and living life, and he will give you rest. A few weeks ago at church, Chris was speaking and said something that really stayed with me. He was talking about this concept about how at the moment we're given this nice new church that's small, not a lot of people, and doesn't have really any baggage associated with the church yet and he said a big yet and he said but it will come it always does because we're people and we are in relationship with each other and that's never perfect but that the Lord is welcoming all of this to his table because the church was never meant to be simply for those without weary or without burdens so come to me all those who are weary and heavily burdened and I'll give you rest Currently, our little congregation consists of people who are really familiar with Vineyard, people who have been in church for a long time, not in Vineyard, and wanted something new, and people who haven't been in church for a very long time or maybe have never been in church. It's very exciting. It's a very special group, and it's growing, and it feels very much as if everyone has really been placed there for this time. I had the privilege of bringing someone very important to me along to Toowoomba Vineyard a couple of months ago. And it was their first time in church in a couple of years after growing up in church. They were nervous. I was nervous. (laughs) But they said it felt like coming home. And I think this is exactly what Jesus has envisioned for Toowoomba Vineyard, a home, a place where you can just rest in the Father and his love. I think that probably paints a picture far greater than any logistical details could But from what started six months ago in Chris and Jen's lounge room with Davey zooming round on his like pretend motorcycle of a group of about six and everyone got a special Chris Gresham Brick coffee has swiftly outgrown our second venue in Jen's workplace foyer into a brand new venue of about 20 to 25 people each week as of last Sunday. It's a really exciting place to be and I'd encourage you all to come up and one Sunday for a visit, and I'll shout you a coffee, but this time it's from an urn, not from Chris's personal coffee. (laughs) All of that to say, Chris and Jen are a couple who are so beautifully trusting in the Lord and his plan for their life on mission with him. I'm super excited that God's plan for my life has intersected with theirs for a, a period. 
course, we're very lucky here at PRV in that we are so familiar with the concept of a life on mission with Jesus. A really incredible story that Kirk tells quite often has always really stayed with me. And it's the story of an experience or a conversation he had with the Lord when he was a little bit younger of Kirk choosing the Lord, basically. And the Lord very clearly saying to him, stay close and keep up. And when I think about this, firstly, if the creator of the universe told me to keep up, I'd be like, mm, what's it going to be? Like mountains <laughs> turning water into wine? Like that's a bit of a scary thought to like keep up with such a powerful God, right? And I don't know what your first thoughts were, but that's like terrifying. <laughs> but it's going, I'm sure Kirk and Nick would be the first to tell you that a life on mission with God hasn't always been really easy or really clear and that at times I'm sure you've felt the weariness and the burdens that have been placed on you but Jesus invites those who live their lives for God to come to me all those who are weary and heavily burdened and I'll give you rest and I'm also quite sure and I'm assuming here but that Kirk and Nick would say that this has been what has allowed them to keep going for you know 20 30 years in what God has called them into And so I think sometimes it's really easy, you know, I've talked about Toowoomba and it's very clear the calling on Chris and Jen's life and um, our beautiful pastors here, it's very clear to us, maybe not to you guys, the calling on your life as well. And I think sometimes we can look at our own life and think, heck, what is the calling on my life? Like it's not as maybe clear cut all the time. But I think it's really important to, you know, look at our own life and see where Jesus is moving in that and what he is calling us into. I think for me, I, um, I've been thinking about this recently because I think my personality is really one that likes to be settled. I really like the idea of just like having one house with like all of my stuff in it. And at the moment, I feel like my stuff is just like spread over Queensland or at least like the Southeast. And it's really interesting to me because I really do feel like God has called me into the career that I've chosen. But that career sort of necessitates that for the next five years, I'll be moving around, you know, pretty much every year. So it's just, I'm like, Jesus, couldn't we like match this up with what I feel like my personality is a little bit better? But it's really interesting because then I look at, you know, my, um, you know, career in medicine. And I think God has highlighted to me so many times that this is where he wants me to be at this point in my life. I was at a simulation day couple of weeks ago where we do like different scenarios and we were working with some nursing students and then there were some facilitators there as well and I really am quite an average medical student skills wise like I have some skills but I have the skills I need to have and I don't really have anything excessive and after that session this one of the facilitators came up to me and she was like you just have such a beautiful presence about you like you're going to be such a beautiful doctor And I was like, oh, thank you, that's so lovely. And anyway, I was thinking about this after and I was like, man, that's like nothing that I'm doing. I'm really not like going out there doing anything exceptional. But I'm so certain that it is just the presence of God on my life for what I'm doing at the moment that people then notice. And I think, you know, the really cool thing about what I am really privileged to get to do is that in medicine we're with people in their really worst times and sometimes really exciting times as well and you can walk with people through that and I feel like it really highlights why we need God you know God I can't be there all the time for people but God can 
in those really bad times and in those really good times. And I like, I see that and I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for highlighting why you're working or where you're working in my life. And I feel like at the moment is, you know, in what I'm doing career-wise. And I, there's this um, quote from Heidi Baker that I really like. It says, God is not looking for extraordinary, exceptionally gifted people, just laid down lovers of Jesus who will carry his glory with transparency and not take it for themselves. And I feel like in so many of our lives, you know, we might not be pastors running a church, but you do have callings on your life where God is highlighting to people his presence in your life. And like what was said before, you know, we can love people through that. They notice that there's something different. And they're, you know, kind of then invited into that um, relationship as well. And I also, I really like the verse Romans 8, verse 28, which I think also speaks to this. And, and remember that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Um, so keep that on mind. I think I also wanted to, you know, dive a little bit into the Bible today about biblical examples of life on mission with Jesus. And I think, you know, there's no shortage of that. Basically, every character in the Bible is in the Bible because they had quite a significant mission with Jesus. Um, But I think there's some really interesting ones. And sometimes I think when we think about the really, like, big stories, it can be really easy to underestimate our own, like, the worth of our life and our story with God because we're like, wow, like... You know, all the disciples were doing crazy things. Like, they got to witness miracles, and I'm just here, like, walking along the road getting a coffee. It doesn't feel quite the same sometimes. But I want to talk a little bit about Paul and his story. So there's no denying, obviously, the call of Jesus on Paul's life. You know, the church wouldn't be the church it is today, really, without him. But... Paul also found himself in prison for, you know, a significant time. And I think, you know, he was doing some pretty cool stuff and then he got thrown in prison. And I think I'd be like, Jesus, like, what's happening here? You know, we we had it really good. We were doing really well. And now I'm in prison. Like, I thought we had this, you know, cool thing going. Thought I was going to do all this stuff. And now I'm here. Like, what am I going to do? And what did he do? He wrote letters. And these are letters that we still read today, that we still learn from today. I think that it's such an important story on, like, Jesus' mission for our life, although sometimes it is, you know, on what we are doing, on, you know, our careers, how we interact with people. But it's also so often totally irrelevant of our circumstance and what we find ourselves in. Paul was literally in a prison and God still used him to speak to the world and the current world as well, not just his time. So God can still use whatever circumstance we find ourselves in for his purpose. purpose. And he is faithful in leading us to where we need to be in everything that he does. And, you know, sometimes I think we can get really caught up in, like, how we're, what we're doing to sort of make Jesus' plans happen. But this is the creator of the universe that we're talking about. Like, our, he can work through our circumstances no matter what these are. There's another um, quote that I really like from Frances Chan from her Crazy Love book. And it says, 
how many of us would really leave our families, our jobs, our education, our friends, our connections, our familiar surroundings and our homes if Jesus asked us to? If he just showed up and said, follow me. No explanation, no directions. You could follow him straight up a hill to be crucified. Maybe he would lead you to another country and you would never see your family again. Or perhaps you would stay put and he would ask you to spend time with helping people who will never love you back and never show gratitude for what you have. Consider carefully, have you ever done so? Or was your decision to follow Christ flippant based solely on feelings and emotion without counting the cost? I think in that quote, you know, she talks about a lot of different things that are pretty huge and to in a life, if you did all of them, that would be like crazy. But I think so many of us in this room have examples of parts of that that God has called us into and that you've had to sacrifice, um, you know, to walk with God on this journey. Um, and so I think, you know, take that in heart. You know, you don't have to be doing all of these things, but God has suddenly in our lives called us to things and you know, by trusting in him, um, he works through you. And I think it can be quite terrifying, really, when we think about some of the stories of people following Christ, and you're like, that would scare me so much. But the incredible thing about our Father is that he knows us. And while he may ask us of things that terrify us, he makes a way and walks that path with us. I, um, I think a life of Jesus, and I'm finish up here and we can get into some ministry time but it's a lot like walking towards the gates of heaven on step stones of grace you know he has this path for us that he's made but he's covered in grace and he knows that we're human we're gonna you know fall away sometimes but he leads us back he's prepared the path for us and he intends on walking it with us I think a life on mission with Jesus can, is the most exciting thing ever and it can be so much more exciting than anything we can imagine. Um, but we just have to take the first step and he's taking the rest with us. So, yes, that is me this morning. I'd encourage you all to come up to Toowoomba and, vine- and visit. It's a very cool place. But I might pray and then we can see what happens.